This is Indirect Kick. Hello, Indirect Fam. We are back with another episode. Uh, we have a big European club competition to talk about. Um, so we're going to get started. I'm here with Brian, a.k.a. the Premier List Wonder, a.k.a. the European List Wonder. What's going on, Brian? <laughs> uh, pretty good. All right, that's good. All right, so um, wait, hold on. This this can't be right. This is Do my eyes deceive me? I can't. I thought we lost him in the desert, but he's back. He's back to talk about how Antoine Griezmann is the best player in the world. He's back to talk about as he's not back to talk about like how we're all Real Madrid fans out to get him. He's back with revenge. Juan Diego, our man in Madrid. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm just here <laughs> baking in the sun. Um, I am the Highbury Hunk, Brandon. Um, aka. Uh, a Lucho Acosta fan. Uh, also, I have one foot. I sprained my ankle. But if Bobby Firmino, if Roberto Firmino can play with one eye, I could do this podcast with a one foot. So let's get started. I know you got limited time, Juan Diego. Let's get right into it. We're going to talk about your dumbass team. I'm being like that kid now. Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, know I lost myself. But we're going to get into um, we're going to get into the Champions League. I was going to make a joke. Like about like how we're gonna talk about like Europa League, but we don't have time for that. We don't have time for jokes. We we've got to get into this, get into the shit. So all right, um, before we get into to your team, let's do a little overview of what happened. Um, I got this. I got every all the scores here. So um, we get. I guess we start with one of the big stories. Ronaldo got a red card. Um, and I uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I I saw the highlight and I was like. Looking for it, I was just sitting there looking. I watched it like three or four times. I was like, because I didn't watch, I wasn't able to watch it live, the game live. But I was looking for it, and I was like, I don't see it. <laughs> like, what am I looking for? So I don't know. What do you guys think of the red card? You think it was justified? You think it was ridiculous? Yeah, I mean, you know, like a yellow maybe, but not a red. Yeah, because I think yeah. I forget who the defender he was like going back. They seemed like to be they were going back and forth. But it just seems like you give him a yellow to say, hey, stop doing that, or you get kicked out of the game. But there was no really real warning. Right. Yeah, I didn't think it was a red card, frankly. Actually, so the funny story about the Ronaldo red card is uh, I saw, you know, that he got a red card. And then later on, I saw Isco scored for Real Madrid. I was like, oh, well, they scored anyway. But I completely forgot the <laughs> 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 Yeah, um well uh, uh it did end up it did end not end up mattering. You were correct, even though you were looking at the wrong scoreline because uh Pianic at the disco at least a different team scores. <laughs> wait, 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 you miss you miss you missed my pun. Pianic at the disco scored twice from the from the spot, so you guys cringing at that? Mm-hmm. Um, Pianic. Is that how you pronounce it? Pianic? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he scored oh, yeah, twice on the spot. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Chris Berman of this podcast. Get used to Pianic him. at the disco, am I right? <laughs> 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 um, they ended up winning 2 nothing. Um, 
Valencia missed the penalty at the end of the game, which was kind of hilarious. Kind of wanted Valencia to win, but I was like, that was hilarious that you guys missed the penalty. Hey, guys, I'm pro Ronaldo. Did I tell you that? Well, yeah, he's not, like, busting your team's ass anymore. Of course you're pro Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 like, I'm pro. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, he's always been awesome, but like, I just mean, like, yeah, I'm pro. I'm like, you know, because he, like, by the end of this, well, I was, like, I think I already, well, I don't think I said this on the podcast because summer was crazy for me, but when the Ronaldo stuff was happening with Real Madrid, I was just, like, in ecstasy all summer. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 it was fantastic because he was, like, because it was just so clear he was so mad at the club, and I was like, yes, yes, be mad at the club, and then he left, and woo. But, yeah, they're still good, though. They're still, like, really good. But that's that's a good that's a good segue. But um, so Real Madrid wins three nothing. Uh, I think we all laughed at the idea of Bale. Well, he's not necessarily a Ronaldo replacement because Benzema has been scoring for them too. But being kind of like uh, Benzema and Bale being a Ronaldo replacement, but it's like they're also like world class players. So maybe we shouldn't have laughed as hard as we did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I mean they beat. I think a good Roma side, not like a great Roma side. Yeah. Um, so we had chances, actually. Roma did. Right. Roma turned into up one to three nothing. Uh, yeah. So mentioned Gareth Bale he scored, Isco scored, and then uh, Mariano scored at the end of the game to make to pretty much seal it for uh, Real Madrid. Um, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Real Madrid, one of the richest clubs in the world, were able to recover from losing Ronaldo. That's the that's the only that's one of the only clubs that could do it. It's Real Madrid. Um, anyway, what other what other? Oh, uh, Manchester United uh, against uh, the young boys of Burn, as the Guardian Weekly calls them, which I think I think that's great because it sounds like a what would win like the foreign movie Oscar Oscar for like foreign film, the young boys of Burn. I think I think that's a good title <laughs> for, for that. Um, that's a good joke. Yeah. Um, good ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they won I three. Mean, it's good. It's like it's like it's like you know, it's like subtle and it's like I don't know. It's like a Simpsons joke. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it's got it's got something in it that I don't. It's like really bad on one level, but it's like I don't know. I really got to hand it to you. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I brought you back just so you can like love all my jokes. Um, that's the only yeah, reason you're, you're here. Um, the young boys of Bird starring <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Well, that was a. Um, Another three nothing game, Manchester United and Young Boys. As Tom Fotheringham <laughs> will Oh, six hour podcast. This is what what's what happens when you bring Brian and, Ma- and Juan Diego on the podcast. Um, it, question from this game is is <laughs> is is World Cup Paul Pogba back? Yeah, is what is World Cup Paul is the is the World Cup Paul Pogba back? He is totally. He's, I'm okay. not sure he was ever really that gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's been really good the last few weeks. I know, like Manchester United fans are kind of like going insane because they won three games in a row, and they have looked really good. But they haven't exactly they they beat Watford, and Watford was undefeated when they beat them. But they haven't. Hey, Jose Mourinho tried to the team, the <laughs> yeah, they're Jose they're tried to win a match, and there's Juan Diego from Full Time uh, Devils. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, they look really good. Oh, Pogba looks. <laughs> he may have saved uh, Mourinho's job. Um, uh, upset of the upset of the day, I would say, or of the Champions League is probably Lyon beating Man City. Um, I, I mean, I say that I'm just gonna say it. Manchester City is just PSG in light blue. That's they're. I think they might be frauds. When they get in the Champions League, it's. I think you brought up a, a good point on the group chat, Brian, about the way you build a team. The way that they're built is just not. They're not ready for Europe. Like you can't just buy your way to Europe, or or you have to build a team differently. Than, you can't just throw money at it. Yeah, I mean, they've been throwing money at it for several years now, and I'm not really sure that they're that much better than they were two or three years ago. Um, I mean, I kind of don't think this game mattered that much, to be honest. Like, I think it's not a great group, and they're going to qualify into the knockout stages. Um, They're probably still going to win the group, not guaranteed. Um... but even if they finish second, I think they're going to be okay. Well, they play Hoffenheim uh, next, so that should be a little easier. Yeah, a lot easier. Because uh, <laughs> they won't play Lyon until rounds, you know, you know, the sixth round of the group stage. So um, they've got four more games. They, they win those four. The last game might not even matter that much. Right. Um, well, oh, oh, Barcelona beat uh, PSV 4 uh, nothing. Um, Messi got a hat trick. He's good. Um, they really got to get rid of Dembele. He's he's just can't make it in Barcelona. They got to get rid of him. He scored an amazing goal. Um, he I when he got to Barcelona, he was had a lot of injuries, right? If I'm remembering correctly, last year that was kind of his big problem. Juan Diego would probably know better. He had just one major injury. Yeah. So yeah, but um, he's he's actually a pretty good player. I don't I I've, I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just for just for my my uh, my shaman Freud, we gotta talk a little bit about Inter and uh, and Tottenham. Uh, wow, they really spurs it. Spurs Spurs gonna spurs. Um, they really did. <laughs> yeah, they were winning the whole game. Um, Christian Eriksen, I think, had an amazing game. I think he was the best player on the pitch for at least those first eighty minutes. Um, and they blew it at the like last ten minutes of the game. Um, um, and Cardi scored a great goal for Inter. Um, don't leave your girlfriend or wife around him, but you know you could put him on your team if you want him to score goals. Um, and at the ninety-second minute, they gave up a, a, a goal. I think it was on a corner. Was it was a corner on the last goal? And so it's been a bad week for uh, for Tottenham. Um, they lost to. Um, they lost. They lost to Todd. I mean, they Liverpool. lost to Liverpool. They lost to Liverpool when they got basically dominated. They lost to Watford, which people, which is upset, even though Watford was uh, undefeated at the time or had a 100% record. Um, and and that was right after they trounced. Um, they trounced uh, Man United, which I think was uh, interesting. Um, Pochettino, the manager, Tottenham's manager, was like, "This is the best performance of the season," but it's like you almost lost. Got like got Mourinho fired. I think that was a better performance than losing to Inter at the last, like at the death. Just my opinion. I'm not an expert or anything. Yeah. So I mean, Mario Accardi, he that goal totally came out of nowhere. 
frankly. They hadn't really done, Inter hadn't really done a whole lot up until that point. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a great goal. Um, yeah, I don't think it speaks super great for Tottenham right now. They're definitely, this is, uh, people have been saying Pochettino's like some great manager. Well, they've lost three in a row. Um, yeah, they're, we're sort the, of talking them up as title challengers. The Boo Birds are out. No, well, I guess I'm saying it's like this is him. Yeah, I agree with his you, chance yeah. to prove the point. Prove that he's yeah. like, like legit. Is it gonna happen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Exactly. I think that those those questions are definitely happening. Uh, I was listening to like some stuff and they're basically talking about is like is this era of the is the Pochettino era basically over? If they don't really win anything this year, so uh, and and they're kind of a mess right now. Just on the field, they're they're kind of a mess, and their whole stadium situation is messed up. They're they're supposed to move into their stadium. I think the day of the Liverpool game was when it's supposed to open, and now I think they're saying it's not going to open till like Christmas or like the beginning of the year. Huh. They were trying to yeah. they were trying to cheap out because they're apparently something with the wiring. They did the wiring for cheap, and now they have to redo it. Like shouldn't that's something that you shouldn't like get a discount on you should just get the best of that and i don't know anything about construction but this is my opinion um okay so in uh, america the united states of america had a good day in the champions league pulisic scored uh it doesn't matter if it he was just happened to be the last guy to touch it and it bounced off his like shin it still counts as a goal weston mckinney got an assist so go america wave the flag all that stuff all right Juan diego i know you've been sitting there just stewing, waiting to talk about Atletico Madrid. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm good. All right. Um, so just one thing I wanted to say is that uh, I never, I mean, here's the thing. So, you know, we all know, I just could just make one final comment about Pochettino. Like, the thing about Pochettino, I, the only thing I remember, I, only, I remember Pochettino for only two things, because I don't watch the Premier League that much, so... Here's what I remember Pochettino for. I remember that Pochettino in FIFA 2001 was pronounced Pochettino by the dumb <laughs> commentator. He was always put on the right wing when you played Argentina. He was pretty good in FIFA 2001 on my Microsoft controller for the PC. That's about it. And um, uh, he was coach for Espanol, and he didn't do much there, so I don't know why he lost it. Oh, because he was really good at Southampton. That, that's that's why. Yeah. So you know, it's just like you know, I don't. It was like he didn't perform any miracles in Spain, you know. And it's like, yeah, I just don't. I, that's why, like, for me, from the sidelines of like not being a big Premier League watcher, and like, look, I'm not going to say he was like a useless coach because like, I don't follow the Premier League enough, so I don't want to be like, oh, he was never did anything about. It. I'm sure he's a great coach. I know the Tottenham improved a lot, but I, but I think that it's like you know, yeah, it's like you know, coming looking at looking at it from my perspective, it's like as somebody who knew about Pochettino's career before he went to the Premier League, I was like Pochettino. You know what I mean? Like that was my reaction when he first started becoming big. I was like, really, Pochettino? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so that's depressing about that dude. All right, um, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, yeah, so um, you can finally uh, you, we'll, we'll give you the space. I know that's the only reason you came on was to talk about your team. Didn't start off too hot. Uh, you that's gave not a, true, bro. 
<laughs> I didn't mess it up. I'm glad you had. I'm glad you had a reaction to that. You're just trying to start a lengthy podcast. We're not. We're not start. Um. Yeah. But um. You won. You won two one. Um. Didn't start off too hot. You gave up a, a early goal. But uh, go ahead. Go ahead and give us your analysis of your team. Yeah. I mean, you know. I think we played pretty well. I think that it was a nice change of pace. Uh, Simeone wasn't as dumb as he had been the last few weeks because we have been having we have been having some miserable weeks. Um, admittedly, like we were playing a couple of tough teams at the beginning of the season, like first Valencia and then Celta, who were both very good. Um, so it's not like those were easy teams. We struggled against Rayo. I think Brian watched that game. Um, the Avar game, though, was extremely frustrating because we had like a billion chances and we didn't like capitalize on any of them, right? Like it was always like a, you know, a lack of, um, yeah, like a lock, uh, yeah, like a lot, a lack of like precision or, or just, or, or, or just finding, you know, at the end, for, like to score, they just couldn't, they just couldn't, they just couldn't get it in, you know, the, the ball just wasn't going in. So anyway, so that was kind of, I was nervous, you know, in the lead up because I thought like, well, we're not performing well. Like, what the heck is even going to happen when we when we play against Monaco? Like, you know, and but they play pretty well. I mean, yeah, you're right. There was like those first ten or fifteen minutes were bad, but like once we got that goal, everything was fine after that. Um, we had, I think, we dominated the game, even if we didn't have possession. Because I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're not really a possession-based team. So I know the difference between an Atletico that's defending comfortably, but still lets the other people like have the ball versus like Atletico that's like about to get trounced and it's barely holding on and, and I remember like after especially after 2-1 I was like this game's over so I felt comfortable even though Monaco did put up a couple of okay chances towards the last like five minutes or so but I was like yeah I think we're good you know so I think we played well and hopefully this turns this this, this turns this turns things around because you know I mean a lot of people are sort of scratching their heads at like on his approach, you know, because he's not really making very heavy, like very heavy use of the new signings, which is puzzling because the perception I think was pretty, you know, widespread that we needed those signings and that we needed, uh, like, oh, excuse me, we needed a better midfield and all this kind of thing, and it just didn't seem like it was being put to to, to use. Like, it seemed like Simeone was just like using his old bag of tricks. Still loves Correa. Loves that that dude. Don't know why. Correa is the bane of my existence. I just I'm like I'm so done with Correa. So at um, what at what Hey I got the ball! Oh hey I lost the ball! Oh I got the ball! Oh I lost the ball! Oh man! So <laughs> So at what point like, are you gonna um give up on La Liga? When when's your breaking point? Five points, you can 
in like I mean it's like because it's Barcelona you know and it's just like they don't lose they just don't lose games they're gonna lose two games maybe three games in the whole season and, and so it's like you know and and that's so and yeah like so we have to be perfect from from now on are we gonna be perfect I doubt it. So, I mean, I'm pretty close to calling it already. At least, I mean, maybe it's made not necessarily for Barcelona, but, I mean, all, I'm all, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, almost there. You know, I, I don't want to say it, like, because it's so early, but, I mean, it's just, like, it's a really bad start. Well, hopefully you guys can turn it around because I did pick Atleti to win the league. I don't want to look dumb. Come on, make me look smart for once. Well, I mean, yeah, the advantage, I mean, the advantage is that, like, there is still a lot of time. So even though the gap is wide, and even though it's, like, a gap that, like, is not super likely to completely close, there's still plenty of time for that to happen. Um, so, like I said, that's the only reason why I'm not really calling it, because, like, it is very, very early. And I've certainly seen crazier things happen in leagues. So, you know, maybe. But, I mean, not a good start. Definitely, like, disappointing and just, like, you know, like, what happened? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I think the Champions League, I mean, we looked good in that game. So what I'm hoping is that, that the momentum of that game is going to come back, you know, to La Liga and that we'll kind of get the, get the season really started. Because I kind of see it as the same way, like, last season where we also kind of had a bad start especially in the Champions League and we obviously know what happened there we got you know bumped into down to the Europa League and um, like our first game against Roma we oh yeah don't get knocked out of the group stage again we don't need any more competition in the Europa League just stay in the Champions League yeah I mean I don't (laughs) want to go back to the Europa League you know yeah so don't so Um, win okay well I think we will. I mean, I think. I think we will. I mean, I think. Well, Monaco's not doing very well in Liga, but I mean. Well, I, I think. I don't know. What do, you guys think? do you think Borussia or Monaco is the toughest opponent in that group? Um. I think Dortmund probably. Yeah, but I would I say Dortmund Monaco too. Is a young team. You know, they got rid of a couple of guys. They always seem to be super young, basically every season. Right. Sign. 21-year-olds or 18-year-olds and, and sell them for like 80 million pounds uh, two seasons later. And the team they put out against Atletico also had a bunch of young guys. Like, well, I mean, Tielemans, who is kind of the guy now. Um, that winger they had, Grand, Grand, Grand Steer, maybe? Something like that. Um, Stevie. Um... Yeah, I think this, it's a decent Monaco team, but uh, so. But if I had the gun to my head, I'm still picking Dortmund. I just think they've had a better track record in the Champions League, but I think it's probably closer than it's been previous seasons. Uh, well, All I right, mean, so then yeah, so we. Have, oh, sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say if you wanna, uh, I don't know if you, you wanna wrap it up so we could uh, talk about PSG, but yeah, no, I'm done. I mean, I just like I said, I guess the last thing. Turnaround because, like I said, like I remember last year when we 
finally beat Roma, like, in that second leg against, like, the second leg against them, like, the momentum picked up in the season, so, so maybe this will be the momentum we need to start actually playing well. Well, I think you don't have any, you should ha- shouldn't have anything to worry about. Uh, in the in the in the Champions League because you're not you don't have to face Quarbag so I think you're good. Quarbag, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's like I told you, you know, all the teams. It's like every team that's in the group is basically an offensive team, mm-hmm. which is good for us because we know kind of how to handle those teams. Right. It's when a team is like, it's like it's when a team is like. If they're super amazing, like Barcelona, well, I mean, that's, they're super, Barcelona's just super amazing, so it's not, or like Real Madrid, like that's just because they're super amazing. But, like, usually, like, the best, the teams we play the best against are usually teams that are super open and offensive, because then we can just play on the counter. Um, but if it's, like, two teams that are super compact and defensive playing against each other, um, like, you know, Carabag, then it's like, well, we have to have create, we have to be able to generate, like, stage of the Champions League last year, even though three of the teams were in the group stage last year. Huh. What do you know? Isn't that weird? That seems odd to me. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Just a fun fact, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, so so uh, you paid off the officials, huh? And got an easy group. Alright, I see what you're doing. Um, alright, um, the game of the, the game of the match day, the game of the Champions League so far has been PSG Liverpool. Uh, I think that was the game that everybody was anticipating. If you're, you know, obviously my team Arsenal is in the Champions League. You got a team in the Champions League. Obviously, you were ready for that game, but you're probably looking for to this game. I think everybody marked that down, and it delivered. Um, so Liverpool won three nothing. Um, I'm sorry, three two. <laughs> <laughs> three nothing is not a good game. Uh, they won three two. Uh, they really were the better team. They really deserved. It was the probably the fair result for them to win. Uh, especially the Mbappe goal was you know just basically a one mistake led to a goal um, and to tie the game. But uh, Liverpool, I think, pretty much dominated this game. Well, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think they dominated the game by and large. Um, like you said, Salah had a pretty ugly giveaway right in the middle of the field to led to the Mbappe goal, who took that goal really well. Um, that's the thing about PSG. Yeah, they didn't play that well, but like when they had two chances, they took the both, basically. So, in a weird way, it kind of bodes... You could take some positives, sort of, even though there's a whole lot of negatives, frankly, for PSG, too. Because... Um, 
they're you know they're attacking Trident of Neymar Cavani and Mbappe and frankly Di Maria didn't really do a whole lot of uh, tracking back <laughs> at all um, which meant that uh, TAA Trent Alexander Arnold um, the he's technically like a technically playing defense but not really you know what I mean well when you have the whole field to yourself old, yeah. Uh, yeah. what was he on like the, he was on the right right like when you have the whole like right side you're you're you, you could play a little offense you could play a little attack yeah so he was um, Brandon, yeah sorry just, you can edit that but I think I do have to go unfortunately alright we can sorry. finish it it's fine uh, you can go ahead and hang up alright well thanks guys for Talk to you guys again. Alright. So, yeah. See you soon. Bye. 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 Um, okay, so uh, we were talking about uh, Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on the same side as Neymar and Di Maria. And like I said, neither of those guys were at all interested in playing defense at all. So he had basically the whole side of the field to attack. And he did. And it led to goals. And uh, like I said, Liverpool looked really good. The midfield of Liverpool with, um, what's his face, Henderson and um, Milner, which is a weird combo because considering the players they brought in this summer and the people you think of as like the great midfielders in Europe right now, mm-hmm. I feel like James Milner and Jordan Henderson are actually in that group of like great midfielders, which is weird to say. Yeah, I think specifically uh, James Milner is getting like more appreciation for what he's done. I think he's like an underrated player. I think a lot of people are talking about like, oh yeah, James Milner has been like just great for like forever, um, and kind of noticing what he does now. Yeah, no, he he had an insane game. He was really good. Um, scored the penalty, obviously. Um, what did you think? Um, I I agree with what you guys said. I think uh, Liverpool. I mean, clearly, uh, Mbappe, Neymar, and and Cavani are like three James Hardens and don't play defense and aren't going to track back. <laughs> um, and I think they're built. You know, they're they're built with flash, uh, even more so than we were talking about with Man City. Although the funny thing is, everyone was talking about like, oh, they play play in league gun, league gun sucks. Like, uh, of course they lost. And then Lyon beat Man City, the like record holder in the Premier League. So though you have that narrative really changed. But I I think that um you know I think Man City I think it's more just they're not really maybe used to playing in these big games or haven't been able to do it and get over that hump. I think PSG are just not built. They're built because they are invested with so much money. They just bought off attacking stars. They haven't really looked at like you have to defend against these great European teams. Like you can you can dribble around like you know Dijon, but you can't necessarily do that against Liverpool or you know Barcelona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, even yeah, they started Marquinhos in midfield, which was odd. Do you think? I guess the Verratti was injured, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, it seems strange to me that with all the money they have, their their starting midfield was Rabio, Marquinhos, and Di Maria. Well, I also think like PSG, from what I hear, is like 
it's all the owners. Like you, you have to. There's not a lot of control in terms of like the um, like the manager, like even like the front office. It's all what the owners want. Um, like they're very controlling with like the money. So I think they they're they're saying we want our investment. Uh, and they just got this Jordan deal, which is what they wouldn't have if they didn't have players like Mbappe and Neymar, you know those those kind of teams. Uh, so I think they're I think I don't think they're I think they definitely want to win the Champions League, but I think they're also like thinking about making money before the Champions uh-huh. League. Um, yeah. But how about um how about uh, Roberto Firmino uh, coming in like Thor? Um, with one eye. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You see, well, you see, you've seen the Avengers, right? Yeah. Okay, because I know Juan Diego. If he was still on the, he's still here. He'd be like, ah, superheroes. But you get it. That's good. You're, you're, you're cultured. I uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he came in, coming, coming in with one eye. I like the one eye celebration. That injury against Tottenham, where he basically got poked in the eye, was disgusting. Yeah. Really was. It was like I'm surprised that like he's not he didn't have to lose his eye. That's how deep and it could be just the picture and the timing, but it looks so deep in. You if you guys want to Google this, you can just uh, like Google Firmino eye oh. poke. Um, I wouldn't Google it. Just trust me, it's gross. But yeah, he came came in, scored right at the end of the game, gave Liverpool a uh, a win, covered his eyes. He's got like cute little glasses now. I don't know if you saw that. Um, he's um. Um, he has like he has he has like prescription glasses now. He's the word protect his eyes, like Rex Specs basically. Oh really? And uh, I think yeah. it was James Milner has like bought a pair, and like it's like I'm supporting my teammate but wearing glasses. It was nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's it with the Champions League. Um. I don't know if you want to. Um. I don't know if you want to get into other outside of the Champions League or you want to call it. We could do whatever you want. It's your call. Um, I think the only thing I want to shout out is this tomorrow, 4.30, the NWSL Championship game is Well, I'm glad you brought this up, actually. It's on Lifetime, which is strange, but that's where it is. Yeah, it is is weird when you think about it. Um, You know, you you got to... I don't know. It's strange... It's it's not that weird if you because the WNBA is shown on like oxygen I think or they were at some point so it's not out of the it's not the first time it's like it's been on like a a woman's channel like <laughs> women's sports but it is kind of weird where you think like it's a Valerie Bertinelli movie and then you know a soccer championship. So, so anyway, it's on at four thirty tomorrow afternoon. The Portland Thorns versus the North Carolina Courage. Going to be played in Portland. Yeah, Portland always has a really good home crowd. I was I was thinking about this. I mean, I can't. I I'm not going to sit here and say I fully pay attention to the NWSL. Like I'm not an expert. I was thinking about who I would root for. Uh, I'm a little conflicted because uh, Portland always has good crowds for, especially for women's soccer. They probably like they play where the Timbers play. They pretty much at least fill it like half, half fill it, and that's like a twenty thousand seat stadium. Um, but I I was born in North Carolina, so I don't know who I should root for in this game. Or do you have a um, do you have a rooting interest, or are you just like join soccer? Uh, I don't know if I have a rooting interest. I think the home field advantage is going to be huge. Um, I think if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Portland. They've got a lot of big American stars on their team. Um, Lindsey Horan, who's 
maybe she's probably played the best of any American. She uh, won right the now. MVP. But here's the thing: she won MVP. Is the NFL any indication winning the MVP before uh, before the championship game means that that team is going to lose? Yeah, I mean the North Carolina Courage. They were the best team in the regular season. Their roster is stacked, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, I'm just I'm rooting for goals, like a lot of games. Yeah, I, I think that's where we just root for a good game. Um, speaking of women's soccer, I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to bring up something that I heard earlier. Um, the Women's World Cup is coming up. We'll probably talk about more about women's soccer because, of course, leading up to that. And I think the CONCACAF qualifiers are this month sometime. I had to look up the exact schedule. But I listened to this thing on the Cool Against podcast. Um, this is a, like MLS podcast with like these two comedians who host it. Um, they interviewed... As someone from the Trinidad and Tobago women's team, basically they get no support from like their federation. They basically, she's just talking about how like they need places to train, um, and they need basic equipment and all this stuff. So, um, if you're interested in women's soccer or women's sports in general, I would listen to that. Uh, I'll link it on the Facebook. Um, she's also the person they talked to was, uh, I think her name was Lauren Hutchinson. Uh, she's actually uh, from Northern Virginia. And she's like based. She like lives in Richmond now. But so like you, if you do help out, they have a training camp in Richmond now. But they probably do need more money. So if you do help out, um, you're helping out a local girl. So um, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all I have to say. I don't know if you want to add anything. No, I think I'm good. All right, I think that wraps it up. Um, we did have a we had some technical difficulties, so we didn't give like a non Champions League show, but uh. What else were we going to talk about that was really important besides the Champions League? Not much else. All right, uh, so you could follow us at Indirect Kick Pod on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, all my social media is bcruise590. Uh, Brian, you're like socialist, right? Are you, you, one of these days. One of these days you'll be, you'll be like uh, coming here with a project and stuff. Oh, anyway, um, you know, like, subscribe. We're on all the things, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google. But uh, all right, guys, bye.